An Eatonville Saga, Season 3, A Year of High Anxiety, Episode 4, Developing Relationships with Natural Allies. Here's our storyteller, N.Y. Nathiri. This is uh, Season 3, A Year of High Anxiety, Episode 4, Developing Relationships with natural ally. Certainly, the first six months of 1988 were an exhilarating time for PEC. In addition to our hectic schedule of citizen activism, we were busy meeting a number of people from a variety of academic areas, folk life, history, literature, and others, other subject areas known collectively as the humanities. You may wonder, dear listener, why this interest by college and university professors. Now, though the decision-makers at Orange County may not have heard of Zora Neale Hurston, remember, we're talking Orange County, Florida in the, 19, the late 1980s, and here I pause to share a comment made to me privately by a leading local philanthropist uh, when he said that in the 1990s, for some people, the tractor pull was big-time cultural. Nonetheless... Humanity scholars recognize Zora Neale Hurston and her hometown, Eatonville, as being culturally significant. Probably the most significant collector and interpreter of Southern African American culture, Zora Neale Hurston, 1891 to 1960, writer, folklorist, anthropologist, had since the 1970s enjoyed a revival of interest, due in large part to disciples such as Alice Walker and Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Color Purple and her biographer, Robert Hemingway. A woman of great intensity and charisma and single-minded in her pursuit of collecting materials on, as she said, quote, the Negro furthest down, she had secured her place among those who have painted 20th century America's cultural landscape. Zora Neale Hurston refused to simply record the ways of her people and thereby condemn her studies to dusty library shelves where only researchers would consider them. Rather, she used her creative genius to bring the unique and wonderful culture of African Americans to mainstream America via captivating novels, short stories, and dramatic presentations. The woman from Eatonville, Florida, has captured the attention of a worldwide reading audience with her interpretation of African American culture as a part of the human saga. And with these words in her 19... 42 autobiography, Dust Tracks on a Road, she made Eatonville a literary destination for readers worldwide. I was born in a Negro town. I do not mean by that the black backside of an average town. Eatonville, Florida is and was at the time of my birth a pure Negro town. Charter, mayor, council, town marshal, and all. It was not the first Negro community in America, but it was the first to be incorporated the first attempt at organized self-government on the part of Negroes in America. In addition to this natural access to a local, state, and national network of scholars in African-American studies, anthropology, black studies, Florida history, folklore, literature, music, religion, as well as other disciplines, PEC had positioned itself within the historic preservation movement, a vast network of persons often depicted in mainstream circles as, quote-unquote, the crazies, people willing to go to the mat to save a building, an historic site, indeed a community. Yes, historic preservation in Eatonville was not just a slogan. 
it became a working principle of the town's new administration as represented by Mr. Alvin B. Jackson. In March, it was election time for Edenville residents. Mayor Abraham Gordon had decided not to run for another term. For the mayor's position, former Mayor Nathaniel Vereen had agreed to run again. A veteran politician, he was opposed by a 30-year-old youngster, Bobby King. Edenville chose much experience over youth. Mayor Vereen's election proved particularly important for PEC because he hired as his assistant a 30-ish public administration professional, Alvin B. Jackson, who was very savvy in understanding the workings of local municipalities and how to build effective working relationships with state agencies. It was Mr. Jackson who organized a Saturday day trip to Tallahassee for members of PEC, where we received our first orientation from staff at the Bureau of Historic Preservation, which is housed in the state's Division of Historical Resources. Fred Gasky, and later Carl Shiver, Barbara Maddox, Suzanne Walker. These are persons with whom our organization would interact for decades. Now, dear listener, you may remember that in an earlier episode, I mentioned the name of Dr. Thad Seymour, president of Rollins College, and his support for PEC. Well, the person who embodied that support was Dr. George C. Grant, the director of libraries at the college. Energetic, committed, Strategic, Dr. Grant was a graduate of the esteemed Morehouse College, an HBCU, historically black college and university, located in Atlanta. He was a masterful administrator, and he quickly assumed the role of one of PEC's most trusted advisors. He made himself available to me without stint, allowing me to call him early in the mornings, as well as after the formal business day. And because of his years of experience at high levels within the academic community, Paired with his lifelong commitment to social justice issues, he served as a perfect bridge between what are sometimes referred to as town and gown relationships. Now, I don't want to keep you too long, but before we part, I do need to identify one other cohort of natural allies, the members of the Florida Folklore Society. Incorporated in 1982, incorporated in 1982 by a small group of devoted followers in the state, the mission of the Florida Folklore Society is to advance the appreciation, research, and study of folklore and folk life, especially Florida folklore and folk life in all of its aspects. The members of this society embraced us immediately. In fact, One of the guiding forces for my personal professional development was a woman named Shirley Cannon. In so many ways, she took me under her wing, and she helped me to navigate the practical, real-world situations. As she would say from time to time, NY, the folklorists are interested in us because we're the real people. Dear listener, as I reflect on those early months in 1988, I recognize now how These relationships were helping us to lay the foundation for what would become the key programming components of the association to preserve the Eatonville community. P, pride of heritage. E, educational excellence. And C, cultural arts. Yes, indeed, we had to contest vigorously the Orange County government. But if we were to succeed in preserving the Eatonville community, we had to develop an engaging schedule of programming, 
which a local, state, and national audience would embrace and support. End of episode four. You've been listening to an Eatonville Saga. Executive producer, the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc. Podcast, concept, and storyteller, NY Nathiri, Eatonville native, and the executive director of the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc., PEC. Produced and directed by Ken Moore. 2021 copyright by the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc. All rights reserved. Thanks for listening. If you would like to support our podcast by giving, you can give to PEC at www.give2pec.org. That's www.give2pec.org.